1: Fellas, fellas, fellas. Is it gay to make your own bed? <laughs> it's a question we've been
0: contemplating here at How Long Gone Headquarters for, for months. And I'm in Jason's um, guest room slash office where we record this podcast if we're in town on Sundays. Well a casita. The bed is made, so you are in fact gay. So I'm glad we settled that off off rip.
1: Well, I've been you know, I've been dealing with a with a puppy issue.
0: What's the issue? Having a dog and the stupidity of it all or something more particular?
1: It starts with that. Okay, yeah. It, it starts always, it always with starts that. with that. But the dog sometimes likes to go number one on the master bed. That's- I shouldn't say master bed because that you're not allowed to say master bedroom or master bathroom. <laughs> but I am the dog's master, so I will say master's <laughs> so bed. You're the,
0: you're the master of this bitch, and that bitch is pissing on your master.
1: That bitch will come and squirt off on the. On so the, which on the dog is queen. this? I'm
0: sorry. Which dog? Which dog is this?
1: You know which one it is. It's not Margot. It's Bean. Honestly, it's the new dog.
0: Honestly, bro, that's a fireable offense to me.
1: I mean, literally, we were walking the dogs this morning, and then and my life partner Carolyn was like, "I hope this dog dies soon."
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, bro now that is and i was like so you remember you wanted this dog right and she was like "Mm-hmm." And i I'm was like, here we learn talk- from our mistakes and she's like yes we did yeah but i mean that's all you can ask for
0: well at least it's a dog and not a child you know because i was yesterday we went to the cursed platform development because we had some time to kill Oh, and man. we were on an elevator with three kids and parents during Halloween, and they were all loud and rambunctious. And the kid was like threatening to press all the buttons oh, no. on the elevator. And The dad was like, "Don't do that!" And then he just did it. And the dad was like, "God damn it! I just said don't do that!" <laughs> and we get off the elevator, and I'm like, "That is a fucking nightmare! Like that is literally hell. Halloween is hell because it's four kids, but man, Ooh. there's just kids everywhere. It's fucking it's fucked."
1: uh yeah so when you saw that were you like if i were to be a father of a child that's what i would do in that situation like if you're little
0: the dad was pretty funny about it because he was like what the fuck bro i just told you not to do that it was basically what, what, what he, he literally said god damn it and fuck you
1: know what, <laughs> what i mean he didn't care and this kid was like seven years old or something smaller probably okay
0: but it was but they, i old enough to comprehend that you're not supposed to do that but but just overall it was like halloween is just so aesthetically disgusting Mm-hmm. that that when you combine that with children and pets it's i think it might be the worst holiday of all time
1: yeah it it kind of goes against all the things that you like in life beauty and well behaved people you're right it does <laughs> i mean when you put it that way yeah i would say yeah but
0: as a recovering candy addict too it's a little bit of a trigger
1: we're gonna get into that. Don't worry. We? <laughs> We're definitely gonna get into most of this episode is gonna be about candy, you guys. I know you're nursing a Kit Kat hangover right now, Monday morning. Yeah, you but, got.
0: You look like a squirrel with all those mini Butterfingers in your cheeks.
1: But oh, Chris, we, we, stop, 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 <laughs> stop! Or I'll get on a tangent. Don't, 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 don't. I'm gonna get on a king size tangent, and I won't be able to escape. saw actually, quickly. First of all, I went to 7-Eleven
0: uh, two days ago, and I was at the register. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And it had a, this shit looked like a damn coffee table book size mm-hmm. of two Reese's cups that are one pound each. <laughs>
1: it looked like a pie tin. No, it looked Marie like calendars. a pie tin. And I
0: was like, God, this is, I wanted to like buy it just to give it to somebody because it was funny. But I was like, this is, this is truly why we're fat.
1: Hmm. Well, you know, it's just, it's, it's, we, we've talked about it before on some of our live podcasts about how experience is. You know what I mean? Experiences are a thing. Yeah. So, like, getting somebody a a, a big bag of a hundred Reese's pieces or or anything like that, it's not moving the chains enough anymore. No, no, that's and, it, and it's not. You have to be like, I need to get a one pound Reese's peanut butter cup, eight inches in diameter. And that is going to be something that my mm. kids will put on TikTok, and they'll like me for the next fifteen. Minutes. The
0: heft of it alone is is you enough. Could kill somebody with that probably enough. right. You probably could if you did it right. If you maybe maybe shoved it in their mouth to clog yeah. their windpipe. Yeah,
1: because it's not going to be a bludgeoning across the head. No, because it'll crack.
0: The peanut butter, unfortunately, is soft. If if it's a fresh one, <laughs> you know,
1: if if you get a good one, yeah, it'll just kind of mush about the skull. But yeah, you really want to cram it in that in that Reese's yeah, hole. Down
0: that down that. You know, throat but yeah i mean halloween is is mercifully i mean I, I know today is actually halloween we're recording this podcast but i feel like it's over because they had two days of 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 halloween friday and saturday night um
1: halloween halloween falling on a sunday is ideal because I, I, you got yeah. you got a friday night party for the alcoholics mm-hmm. and drug addicts the saturday party for all the regular punters mm-hmm. and then sunday nurse the hangover watch dune give out kit kats yeah and you know whatever have a, a a bowl of ramen or something. I still
0: maintain giving out money, and I, I think that's the coolest thing you could giving out two dollar bills to kids mm-hmm. is that's the only thing I could ever see myself doing as far as participating in Halloween.
1: I feel like nowadays, like it, when we were kids, and if you would go to a house and and some guy hands you a crisp deuce, you're like, oh fuck, this I don't know what that He's is, going, but I think that's money. Yeah. And then your parents are like, oh, this is this is one of those your parents nice are like.
0: Houses. Was that neighbor trying to f- see your dingling again?
1: But now <laughs> it's like, we're we're a cashless <laughs> yeah, household. Yeah, yeah.
0: You ding at home, your parents are like that two dollar bill probably has COVID. Can you go back and ask him to sell you? That two dollar <laughs> bill has COVID and what it represents. <laughs> so I guess John is a fucking capitalist because he gave Tim a fucking two dollar bill when he came to the door. Mm-hmm. sweetie, I want you to go over there and talk to him.
1: I saw, I think on online somewhere, it was like the, it was a little rundown of, of like Halloween yes. pro tips. Yes. I think you saw it as well of like, if so, so you, like if somebody comes to your door and maybe they're nonverbal or something like that. <laughs> you know how to handle that how
0: do you how do you give an amputee candy when they knock on the door with their head yeah i don't i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how you do it but it's getting and i'm like <laughs> there's three there's
1: three stairs how'd you get up here little fella <laughs> it's so insane like like the list now are- hollow for listeners i'm not a monster i put a ramp up for
0: hell yeah of course jason this is it this household is because is- how
1: else am i going to beat them in doubles <laughs> Yeah, and that's still it's still a green light. Any wheelchair Wimbledon level player, come on the come, come
0: give Jason the smoke. But yeah, I think that the yeah I saw the rules also about you know allergies and stuff. And it's Mm -hmm. like, bro, if you have the fucking allergy, that's your problem. Don't take the fucking peanut butter candy. (laughs) Like what? What the fuck?
1: It's uh-huh. insane. guess yeah, there's all this list of it's yeah, getting, but it, but if you have a little kid, it's kind of like sure. having a dog. But or, that's your
0: parent. That is a parent. That's your. It's still somebody else's responsibility, not the person giving out the
1: candy. Mm-hmm. I'm just envisioning like a, a little three year old fucked up little shithead kid with like a life ending threatening peanut butter allergy, like just in the same room as a bowl of Jiffy yeah. and beep, uh-huh. and then you know hands it hands it to the little kid. Little kid grabs it. Opens it and immediately shoves it in his mouth. The mom is running in slow motion, like
0: no. That's why at the Stewart household, you guys only give out Unreal, which features almond butter. So luckily,
1: yeah, r- luckily I stole it's safe. a lot of Unreal from the from Ian Schrager's Public Hotel. <laughs> they have a beautiful display in their little cafe nice. area. Ian's Ian's a, a smart cat, having that my modern
0: properties. candy, a little healthier for the. He knows his consumer there at the Public Hotel.
1: Ian knows what he's doing.
0: But yeah, Halloween is mercifully over, and then we get to move on to even shittier holidays like like Thanksgiving, where the food is for fat people and, and the color palette is the only thing that Thanksgiving gives that's positive.
1: Yeah, I used to look forward to Thanksgiving. I guess, you know, since we live an artist lifestyle, mm mm-hmm and what are weekends to us what are mm-hmm. holidays to all days the same
0: you yeah, know that's our motto here
1: but what, you know when i was younger i'd be like fucking sick this is gonna, you know thanksgiving the 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 day before thanksgiving the wednesday is always the busiest bar oh, club bro, day of I the would, year yeah,
0: we would hit the local and on Ponce de leon get a couple bags get a couple vodka sodas yeah man you know it was nothing to be hung over to not eat stuffing the next day
1: and then it gets i think Unless you start a family, yeah, mm. <laughs> Thanksgiving becomes a pretty useless holiday. I mean, look,
0: you're my chosen family, and you're a great cook. Mm-hmm. The the delicacies that Thanksgiving provides do not titillate my palate.
1: No, well, what about old Chris? Was old no. fat ass
0: Chris? No, even fat ass Chris chops? said, "Hold the tofurkey, I'm good, chief." No, I I just don't.
1: What about a nice southern green bean casserole?
0: I just think it's it's truly the most disgusting food. And it's also, you know, why you know it's disgusting. It's because it's all food that doesn't get eaten any other time of year. Yeah, the cranberry sauce ain't getting busted out on a Tuesday when you're having a nice branzino. It's it's just not. It's not. <laughs> it's just not real food. It's it's truly exclusive to the holiday because, and not because it's special or extremely fattening, even though it is. I think it's truly. I blame Big Ocean Spray. Oh, do you think Ocean Spray has taken over? And not, it.
1: It, just the way you know, like Hallmark invented, yeah. blo- you know, Valentine's, you know, all that shit. So somebody's
0: all in on Thanksgiving only, and they don't kind of spend their marketing budget year round.
1: We got a lot of cranberries to move, brother. And then you hire Don Draper, and he goes, "I've got it. Cranberry sauce.
0: <laughs> we can mash these things up and make it even grosser to look at, and we'll, we'll be good."
1: You no, know, the the Swedes have been have been having their lingonberry. Mm-hmm. You know, n- n- not unlike what we've been doing over here but yeah i I used to love eating thanksgiving food as a kid i get so and like every single year that passed i'd be like this turkey is bad like it's Mm -hmm. like the most bland boring turkey Mm -hmm. cooking a 20 pound turkey is like pretty hard to do perfectly like Mm -hmm. i'm a good for
0: even for someone of your talent level i'm a good cook and you follow allison roman's recipe to the t to the t but there's so many
1: variables in play
0: no i understand that and Luckily for you, you're not in the in the. I mean, we we got to go to Decatur Dan's and see if we can dip it in a bucket. You know what I mean. Like, I
1: have a deep fryer. I have a deep frying rig in the garage right now. I don't know if it's going to happen. Or but
0: that not this could year. be that. That's treacherous. That could be that could cause a fire like the one we saw last night on Hollywood Boulevard.
1: <sighs> yeah, man, Hollywood was burning last night. that's was cool.
0: Hollywood burning. No, speaking no, of burning, AFI voice.
1: Wow. <laughs> speaking of burning, I'm about to take a jolt. Roth, I gave I gave you those. A jolt Roth, I know you gave them to me um i'm ready i'm ready to feel a sting it's a nice
0: so these eye drops it's a classic japanese thing they burn and they and they feel good they burn and cool oh yeah yeah there you go
1: fuck me because
0: you're looking right at me and i I need that to be 2020 justin timberlake voice vision
1: man these you can get these on amazon right
0: i bought a uh, bought a i mistakenly bought like a 12 pack which is pretty it's extreme. called
1: it's R O T H O Rotho jolt yeah the packaging is is wonderful it's yeah. amazing but i think that people that are addicted to eye drops you and my life partner are, are both equally addicted to eye drops for different reasons mm-hmm. and i think it's a a plague and it, yeah. it makes my nasty little cigarette habit Pale in comparison, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To it's what not, you monsters are, yeah. Up if to. I,
0: I'm gonna finally get cancer from using those really expensive fake tears at post LASIK. That's what I'm gonna. Uh, that's what's gonna finally take me down.
1: Well, I mean, we joke. What's but probably, in there? Who knows? I don't. You know, I don't check. I'll the, tell you what's in there. Cancer, cancer, mo cancer. <laughs> I don't
0: check the ingredient list on my fake tears. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh man, it's so nice. You know, it's nice to be back in LA. We we've been on tour, so we have some time off, and um, you know, we we did we did hit Denver, which was um a dud uh you know the the turnout was pretty good but for some reason people in denver didn't really like to laugh and i don't know if that's because we aren't funny or because maybe i I truly care if you buy a ticket to come see our show you kind of know what's going to happen you know what i mean Mm -hmm. there's you have an idea of of what you're going to get but in denver they weren't they weren't chuckle fuckers let me put it that way
1: yeah when you when you were saying i wonder if if that w- if they just weren't really vibing with us, or if we weren't really that funny, you know, I was contemplating that a little bit. But I don't. know. I mean, like you're saying, when you're doing a live podcast, it's like, hey, guys, you listen to our podcast maybe potentially hundreds of times. You know what what it is, and we're going to do this live. And, you know, we'll add in more jokes. It'll be a little more loose, little crowd yeah. interaction. But you know, pretty much, we're going to do a live podcast. What you're listening to right now, and maybe because of that it doesn't necessarily turn into like a, a a mile a minute laugh fest. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And that's not, we're not comedians. That's not what we're trying to deliver. But Mm -hmm. I think that the, the letdown after a 500 person sold out Barry ballroom show where the green room looked like the fucking camel office in the seventies, you know? (laughs) And then we get to Denver, which is beautiful. I mean, it was beautiful place. I actually really liked Denver. It was nice. Mm -hmm. We enjoyed the sandwich. We stayed at the life house. It was all great. And then you get on stage, you're like, "Eh." Yeah, I could, I'm never going to come here again. But <laughs> we did have one good thing happen to us in Denver.
1: We had a couple good things, and there was there was one guy who was who was. I think he was wearing a breeder's t-shirt. I forgot what it was.
0: Yeah, it was a breeder's t-shirt,
1: and he was he was the one guy who was throwing us bones. The whole he was yeah, like, he was
0: the only guy participating in the show in any way, and he he was. He put Denver on his motherfucking shoulders.
1: He did, and shout-outs to that guy. I don't remember his name. No, I don't either. But he was, he he was a good guy.
0: Uh, but but there was another guy we met that I think had more of an impact on our lives. Talking about Peter? So, you know, I I did splurge for an Uber XL to take us to the cursed Denver airport uh, because we have some bags, obviously, in Jason's height. I want him to be able to stretch out his knees, still giving him problems. Mm-hmm. And we get in... The, what kind of car was it?
1: Uh, well, on the way from the airport, it was a Yukon... Which you would think would be nice, but it was a little shitty. It was and then, a shit Yukon. And then Peter had an all new twenty twenty one Hyundai Palisade.
0: Yeah, like a big SUV. It's
1: it's their top of the line. It's it's their version of a Escalade or whatever.
0: Yeah. So we we get in the car and I was it was pretty nice. Pretty so nice. we get in the car and I can tell this guy is is a you know, he's got some accoutrement that lets us know he's into the outdoors you know Yeah, he
1: was wearing a a nice kind of striped
0: oxford shirt with a galay over it you know Mm -hmm. and he had on but he had on my favorite state logo the south carolina white hat with the with the beautiful Mm -hmm. tree and moon crescent moon Mm -hmm. and you know man we were just instantly vibing would you agree
1: instantly vibing he kind of reminded me there was I'm, I'm he reminded me of
0: James Caan.
1: Exactly. Yeah, That's he looked, looked Conn in the face, but he was also very much in, into like adornments, like the inside of it was like a brand new car, and he had these little stickers and pins, badges. and patches, and badges all of the. Let And then also, did you notice he replaced he, the hood ornament, or he added? Oh. He added the hood ornament. It was the the rolling. Uh, it was like the the Rolls Royce like flying eagle woman. He added that to his fucking Hyundai.
0: This guy... So this guy is... is So we know... Also, Peter might be listening right now. He, we, Peter was on some shit. We could tell instantly. Peter's an absolute legend. But then... Because, you know, we've been taking a lot of Ubers, and mo- obviously most of them are duds. And this guy, it was just 30 minutes of nonstop amazing entertainment mm-hmm. that Jason and I both like put down our phones, and we're having a conversation with this guy. Oh, yeah. And, and he... So... You know, it starts off with, you know, he's talking about his family he has 140,000 acres he grew up
1: you know on horses. 140,000 acres. He said his ranch is the quarter of the size of Rhode Island. Yeah, and his for international <laughs> listeners, it's a it's a it is a state in in America, but it is a very small state. It's a state. small state. But then he
0: starts getting into some cooler stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. Particularly his time as a younger man uh in Aspen um, he was a bull rider. He was a bull rider, and he he gave us a lot of material. But he told us this great story about you know in the in the seventies, Aspen was a popular destination for famous Hollywood actors uh, to come ski and hang out. And he, I think, because he was just around, you know, he gets friendly with these guys because they see him and he's cool, and you know they're they're partying at the same places. They see him on the slopes, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Jason, step in if I if I make any missteps here, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was on the lift in Aspen. And he sees actor Jack Nicholson, you yeah. know, next to him on the lift, and he you know, says, and "This what's is that?
1: probably what in mid mid late eighties or something like yeah. that."
0: And he, he says, "Jack, what's going on?" Jack says, "Peter, good to see you." But during this during this interaction, Jack drops a large
1: vial of cocaine into the snow, mm-hmm. like a knuckle worth. Uh, of, yeah, not a, big, not a little baggy, not no. the little glass vial that's not, a half an inch. Not big. what
0: you listeners can afford. What rich people
1: buy. It's kind of like a three incher.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he drops the coke into the into the into the snow. He has to bend down to grab it, and he pops up, and he shakes it and says lunch when he when he looks at Peter. And Peter is like, and I was "Lunch?" Like, yeah. So I was like, "What? What happened?" He's like, "Oh, we skied and then we had lunch." You know. And I was like, "Okay, this guy is fucking on one." Mm-hmm. So he tells us that, but then he he gives us some other. He's got a he's got a he. This guy's sixty seven years old, but he's got a sugar mama. Uh, who who down is in South Carolina, down in South Carolina, and he's saying that works out really well for him. He's a professional photographer who shoots a lot, and I think I think he's one of those guys that got to a certain age where he was like, "I, I drive Uber because it's fun, and mm-hmm. I'm up at 4 a.m. anyway, so fuck it." He said he drives from 4:30 to noon, and that's it. Yeah. But the biggest takeaway and the thing that we'll use the most from Peter's lessons he taught us is that um. <laughs> so it, he was talking about his his I would say love for fornicating with women that ride horses
1: horse girls
0: horse girls which we all know are hot i mean so it's there's something
1: about it that, it's a no well, equine it, must it's the because air. they're
0: rich you have to be rich mm-hmm. and mary kate and ashley are the kind of the you know the, the the north star of that and then of course bruce springsteen's daughter who's who's a uh olympic bill medal gates winner. daughter bill gates daughter all hot you know she'd be
1: clumping around she'd be clump <laughs> <laughs> and he called them buckle fuckers but well, yeah, when he was a young bull rider at the rodeo, when you know he he said that all you got to do when he was a little sixteen year old, throw the spurs on, throw the chaps on, you know, do three four seconds on that bucking bull or a bronco or a bronco. But and then the buckle fuckers. No, will, I'm will sorry, come. we fucked up. It's buckle bunny, buckle bunny. Either one, but buckle but, the, the the buckle bunny is waiting in the wings of his local rodeo. Uh-huh. Will eyeball you, you know, just like she's and the buckle just like bunny. like the mating calls in the wild,
0: the buckle bunny's ready, ready to throw a leg over him. Is what it is. What it's kind of like. <laughs> so buckle bunny is is akin, Gets a get to sucking in the hayshed. Exactly, buckle bunny is akin to the classic Canadian puck bunny for the ladies that love the hockey players. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, Peter. It, honestly, it was a great send off to Denver. We couldn't wait to leave, but that last thirty minutes might have been the best.
1: Oh, for sure. And 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 Peter is like they just—they don't make guys like that no. no more. And whenever you see somebody who's like in the car and they're driving Uber, or they're driving Lyft, and they say like, "Oh, you know, I don't need the money. I just kind of do this for fun." And then I'm always like, mm, "Yeah, do I don't ya? believe you." Do you though, Chief? And then sometimes when they're honest, they're like. You know, I'm retired, but my kid got accepted to Stanford. So, I, like, you know, I need, yeah. I, we're trying to get, you know, we're trying to get the money scratched together. But for him, he was like, I grew up on a country club and he dressed like a country club kid.
0: Yeah. He said his dad was from New York, went to Yale, uh, and then was just like, fuck it. I'm going west.
1: No wife, no kids. I've, I truly felt like he didn't need the money and he really did just like having a convo. Mm. And it might just get lonely out there in, in the fields. Bro,
0: it's cold at night in Denver. But it was it was an a A plus experience, and it sent us on our way back to La La Land, where hopefully the Uber driver never talks to me um, because no, we got Vic, bro. That, yeah, we don't need an Uber driver when you got your own driver. Shout out to Vic. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we we I mean we've been on a tear socializing. But last night we had a dinner at a new local hotspot.
1: Yeah, speaking of horses,
0: <laughs> we went to the I I had been here. We, once.
1: we became we the we, buckle bunnies.
0: We were buckle bunnies last night. So we had we had. Um, I had been to horses once before, uh, mm-hmm. and I liked it, and the, the room and the vibe is is really off the charts. And then I wanted to take Jason and a new friend of ours
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, for a meal. The vibe was off the charts. The vibe was off the charts. Um, it used
1: to be the coaching horses in Hollywood, and then it became the pikey. Mm-hmm. Which was a, a little bit of a British pub.
0: Coach, Coach and horses is a place where I did a lot of drinking and drugging. In the was
1: that because of the Morrissey connection? Or? No, it was, it was
0: just the cartel era, and like we stayed at the Standard, so it was like right there.
1: But what what brought you to the Coaching Horse? Our specifically? agent, our
0: agent at William Morris, in that time, lo, like lived in the neighborhood, and that was his mm-hmm. bar, and okay. he introduced us to it. And then it was like, oh, this is like a normal place where you can go mm-hmm. in Hollywood that's not a shit show mm mm-hmm.
1: um, for those who know on for the, the inside. And it has good, you know, wooden walls yeah. and art, and the booths are very classic. Yeah, it's
0: classic. And and horse, they did a great job. I mean, the interior of horses is, like, really, really well done. I think it's, like, A+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Jason, this is what's shocking to me is that, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't want to overstep, but you enjoyed your meal last night.
1: I, I found no beef with my beef. I Guys, I've been, you know... We finally did it. I'm getting choked up, dog. It's kind of, yeah. The, I'm getting the we, we, I feel like we reached the singularity, you know? The, we finally the, found a place to satiate us both. Mm-hmm. And that can... Cons- the pendulum has been swinging violently back and forth. It has.
0: And I know you guys and, have been waiting with bated breath. And now we're in
1: the middle. Oh.
0: And it, it's partly because I think that they had a... a Caesar that was good which is a, is a kind of a hallmark for Jason.
1: A Caesar made entirely of endive or as our guest called it andive, and I gave him a good you cor- <laughs> you did it correct. He did. And and then the real head say andive.
0: Uh but you know it was a uh, it was um it was a delicious meal and Jason also you had you had drinks the the butter is in the shape of a horse. Mhm. Uh mm-hmm. I had a a swordfish that was delectable. Um but you yeah, just, the bread
1: and butter was good. The the more restaurants need to mold the butter into the shape of you know whatever cool design or animal. I that agree. The I needs I feel like it's easy after. to
0: do and it's really cool looking. They also have custom glasses with with horses written on that written oh, shit.
1: on it. Not unlike our our lovely meal at the Genesis House. Shout outs to the Genesis car yeah, manufacturer. Exactly
0: this this meal. Unfortunately, we did have to pay for. It did not come from a Korean car brand. Um, but it was important for us to link and build with a fellow elite podcaster.
1: Mm-hmm. And we'll, you know, we'll just we're just peppering that. But you know, speaking speaking of Peter and and the Genesis, it, I was like, this is a fucking Hyundai. This is nice. It had it had a quilted leather armrest. I didn't love the quilted, the fake Chanel quilted leather. Okay, that's fine. You know, it it was. It reminded you of when you had to buy the the, the ballet flats. What the, the sticker <laughs> shock on that? Eight hundred. But no. but Peter was like, "Yeah, man, it's a Hyundai." Korean. <laughs> what did he say? Koreans stepped it up. Yeah, the Koreans really been stepping it up. So spoken
0: like a guy that fought in the war, but I don't mm-hmm. think Pe- the only war Peter's fought is is trying to get the baggie open in the bathroom when his <laughs> hands are wet.
1: You know what no, I mean? No. So guys his age, if they were in the Korean War. They don't say the Koreans, they say the Koreans. Yeah, there's a pronunciation different. There's a pronunciation different. Because if you were over there and you're old enough, you know, like Clint Eastwood age, the the word, you just can't say the word Korean. Let's
0: talk about Clint Eastwood for
1: a second. I'm to say Korean. For- how, how do we forget about this? So I. I made the mistake,
0: or or the or or the, the star
1: of stage and screen, and now he's also behind the camera directing. He's, now. I, I don't this?
0: know why I did this because I knew this movie was bad. I mean, all movies are fucking bad, but I was on the. We've been on so many flights. I've I've watched everything I needed to watch on the, on the Delta, uh, you know, entertainment system. I've seen it all, and I I, I press play on Grand Torino, which I don't know if you guys have seen. But it's basically a movie where Clint Eastwood is just an unabashed racist the whole time. And then.
1: Not the whole time. Well, but I then, think I saw it in the theaters. That's what—that's how racist Orange County people are.
0: <laughs> we need to support Clint. We got there and buy tickets. We need to put some asses in the seats. Mm-hmm. But it's just—I mean, I—it I, feels like it was made in the 1960s, but it's not maybe 10 years old, and I believe it was even nominated for an Oscar for something. I, I don't think Clint's performance is Oscar-worthy, but—but <laughs> but, you know, I, I was just stunned—sound design or something—at the—at the him basically creating a movie where he is a awful racist and then within 30 minutes becomes the hero. It's just crazy. <laughs> it's
1: like absolutely insane.
0: It's probably worse than Dune.
1: Well, he. I think in Clint's. I mean, basically, the premise of the movie is Clint Eastwood is like a, a an alone living old war crimin, veteran guy. Like he, like his, family his wife died, has his wife died, died. died, and
0: he lives in what what looks to be like Detroit, like blown out Michigan. And he <laughs> blown it, out Michigan, but his neighborhood has been you know quote unquote taken over, overrun with.
1: Been overrun with the Hmong people with the Orientals
0: yeah and he basically every other line much to his um chagrin yeah he's not happy about it and 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 the, the, I mean it's literally though every line is him using a some sort of slur or just being like these people
1: mm-hmm. you know but they but the 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 Hmong people they quickly win him over with the charm you know the the he needs a family, yes, because his family is all d- gone. Because white people die much faster than no, Asian no. It's
0: because he doesn't get along with his family, and he doesn't feel like they, you know, he's he, an old curmudgeon He's yeah, he's impossible to be around, and he's got a fucking dog and this old car, and he just smashes a twelve pack of PBR every night. But that's know.
1: every Clint Eastwood movie no, ever. It's sure. like I got an old beat up pickup truck. It's an American. I have an old dog. And well, I, he worked I'm at I'm the factory. Beer.
0: He worked at the you know.
1: He gave, he gave his life.
0: He gave his life to the cars, and it was <laughs> it's a it was a it's a crazy movie, and and it feels it feels really insane to watch right now. And, uh, and I can't get that time back, but at least um, I know more about the Hmong people and what they like to eat.
1: Okay, good. Yes. I mean, when not because literally I saw it. I don't think I saw it in the theaters, but I saw it like when it came out, which was maybe ten years ago or something. By yeah. now, it's been a while, and I remember. Even ten years ago, audibly gasping—it's crazy when I heard certain lines. Because you'll see, like now, when I'm watching, you know, uh, something from like three or four years ago, like not even that long ago, and you'll hear little remarks and and, and things like that, and it, it flags you in your head of like, holy shit! Like we were we were talking like this three years ago, and when we've advanced or we've become it's also so. Also, the problem
0: is with Clint Eastwood is that it's framed as acting. But Mm -hmm. you feel like maybe Mm -hmm. he might be living that character IRL.
1: No, no, no. I agree with and you and you see, you know, like the Jay Leno car show or the Seinfeld cars getting coffee. It's kinda like or like any Adam Sandler movie where it's like me and my friends are gonna go to Hawaii and and film a movie there. It's like you're creating a a role, a character around your lifestyle that's advantageous to the way you want to live your life and Adam Sandler's like, I just want to be in Kauai with my kids, having fun with, with Rock and Spade and all the guys. And, and then Seinfeld's like, I love old cars. I love getting coffee. I'll make a show about that. I have fun. You have fun. And then Clint Eastwood's like, I need to say gook. <laughs> 15 times a minute. I need to say gook and on I screen. Ain't, I need to
0: shoot people. I need to shoot people <laughs> and say gook. That's the only thing I'm looking for. If we can make $100 at the box office, that's just a bonus. That's just but if we could cash in on America's racism, then I will absolutely make that money. But I gotta kill some Koreans on screen. Oh God. It's fucking crazy. It's it's insane. Actually, it, it was insane. And I think
1: because he's literally ninety. He's like ninety two years. Yeah, he old looks now. like he's gonna
0: die the whole movie.
1: And that was that was ten years ago. He's still making movies. Yeah, like right now he's he's probably like if you go to his IMDb, he probably has four things in production right now that are literally this and this, all the producers at Warner Brothers are like, bro, I'm getting like. <laughs> I'm giving you six months. Yeah, like, you can't make it. Are you going, Are we going to be able to rap before thank, you rap? Thank
0: God he gave his son Scott a role where he was like a white guy who was acting black and the hood did not accept that and they oh, were going right. to whip his ass, but luckily Clint came through with the fucking 12-gauge and
1: cocked it on these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, because cause Tom Hanks wouldn't have the cojones to do something like that when Chet wanders into the O-block or or, or more <laughs> treacherous Chet, zone When six. Chet
0: pulls out the Draco in front of the King Von mural on O-block, <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Hanks, Tom Hanks ain't popping out of the Tesla with the, with the fucking nine saying, mm-hmm. let him go. Let my son go. <laughs> Hey, Jason, we all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on. You're eating at restaurants you don't want to eat at all the time to appease myself and others. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to your health, health, there's no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who used your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now or because they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out Zocdoc. The place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you now.
1: ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors very close to you and instantly book appointments with them online. Just like when I'm looking for new shoes on my sites, you can filter specifically, see which doctors take your insurance, located near you, maybe find a doctor that's far away from you for personal reasons you don't want to disclose. I use ZocDoc, and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com slash howlong and download ZocDoc for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash howlong. ZocDoc.com slash howlong.
0: thicker, stronger hair.
1: Go ahead. Give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long all one word find out why over 4500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrifol for healthier hair neutrophil.com spelled n-u-t-r-a-f-o-l i got raf on the nut dot <laughs> com promo code how long that's neutrophil.com <laughs> promo code how long
0: the best way to learn a language immersion living where the language is spoken and using it every day but if that's not in the cards this year you can still learn a language the second best way and that's with Babel. one in five americans uh, have learned a new language on their bucket list if that's you make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babel.
1: chris and i are going to the country of georgia in a month or so and they have a very unique language and i will be using Babel to try and just get a little bit of action so i can know how to Order my, uh, cold, my cold brew lattes and things like that in a way uh, that's actually science-based. Don't spend hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Use Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons. They're handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new lingo in as little as... As three weeks. Here's a special
0: limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get fifty five percent off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babble.com slash how long. Get fifty five percent off at babbel slash how long. Spelled B A B B E L dot com slash how long. Rules and restrictions may apply. Babbel. Jason, I want to talk to you today about Timberland Green Stride.
1: Timberland Green Strides. It's a a brand new series of boots from the good people over at Timberland. And and these are not your grandmother's beef and broccolis. This is some new technology. What's going on with them, Chris?
0: Bro, the soles are made from 75% renewable sugar cane and natural rubber. I know you already know this, but it combines eco consciousness and comfort, which is two things that I'm pretty uh, bullish on. Uh,
1: yeah, you're bullish on eco.
0: I'm bullish on eco. But Timberland GreenStride uses eco-conscious materials to create styles that are both rugged and lightweight. But Jason, let's not forget durable. You know, you can you can really wear these motherfuckers. You know what I mean?
1: Seventy-five percent renewable sugarcane. I didn't even know you can make shoes out of that. That is that is very sick. I didn't know that either.
0: I learn something new every day.
1: The Strides collection. It, it's part of Timberland's commitment. To making more sustainable products and a greener world with the goal of having a net positive impact on the environment by 2030. That's less than 10 years.
0: Yeah, if we start now, we're going to make it. Shop the men's and women's Timberland Greenstride collection on timberland.com. Cop your 75% renewable sugar cane, natural rubber, sole Greenstride Timberlands and stunt on everyone.
1: I think I will. Tom Hanks will be doing that thing where you can't—you're trying to grab your cell phone to call nine one one, but it keeps falling out of your hands. <laughs> oh man, I Tom Hanks—all Tom Hanks does—reach over, hits the lock button on the door. Yeah, he's like, I don't
0: know this fucking
1: guy, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: so I I'm I'm ex- I've experienced so much great in-flight entertainment thanks to Delta, but Grand Torino is not making it to my year-end list. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to uh, Siskel, Ebert, and A.O. Scott, uh, but I, I disagree with you guys. That movie stinks.
1: It was a thing. There's something weird about Clint Eastwood movies that I am, I'm not drawn to. It's not, it's somewhere between a hate watch and like a, like a creepy obsession, like a car accident. Like I, 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 like I almost always check for Clint Eastwood movies. Like there's a the one where he's a drug smuggler. It's kind of the same vibe. The one where the, he's, you told, we talked about this, where he's so old, they don't suspect him. Mm-hmm. he he needs to like like his kid like owes like a drug dealer a bunch of money like there Cute. something's going on he has to, he has to raise some money and he becomes like a, a you drug runner from being a like,
0: hundred years old you're filthy fucking rich you're like i just i have to make a movie that that literally the point is that i'm old like there's no the <laughs> only reason this movie exists is because i'm old yeah, like we don't like that's not a reason to create something.
1: Well, the reason that he creates is because once he stops doing that, he'll stop being old and he'll start being dead.
0: That's a good point. And that's I mean, that's why we podcast.
1: Yeah, we're so we're so. Oh, yeah. Like us doing this podcast is the version of being like the the geriatric greeter at Walmart. Yeah. Like we don't even get paid. Like if you gave us a paycheck, we wouldn't even know what to Carts do Cards are over it. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just happy to like if we don't stand here and say hi to y'all. I got nothing, I got two weeks. It could be over for us. It could be over for us. My kids left me. They won't
0: put me in a home.
1: I when I I was watching on the on the old flight the I finally watched the Bourdain documentary Roadrunner.
0: Yeah, I'm all set on that.
1: We know how you feel about it.
0: No, I just it's just like the guy died jerking off. If you're not going to talk about that, then I don't want to watch the movie. <laughs> that's that's it. And and Asia Argentino ruined his life. Yeah, and I know all that. So it's like and I
1: also don't love how everyone pronounces it Asia. I, I don't do that. Also, people just—it's—I mean, it's the, same, it's the same thing as Asia and Asia. That's Korea and Korea. Yeah, heroin and heroin. Yeah, I just what? don't do no, Asia.
0: I, I'm not doing that. I, I mean, I think that it's a. What did you think about it though? Because is it is it sad or is it just like shit you already know?
1: I think I think because it came out whatever like six months ago or maybe longer now. Um, but when it first came out, everyone I know who's like a food person or like a Bourdain yeah. fan, they're like bring the tissues go go to the theater alone because you're going to be like ugly snot crying like it's it's there everyone's like it's like going to a a memorial service for your friend or whatever Mm -hmm. like so for maybe for that reason i was just like "Uh, i don't i don't know if i want to see that and then there was all the the controversy about the ai speech so stupid which was which was dumb and weird and when i watched it it wasn't even like
0: Like, no one would have noticed that the guy didn't say anything
1: yeah, it was totally. That became
0: normal. the storyline about that movie for like two weeks. It was like five seconds yeah, of audio. It's so stupid. It's mm. so stupid.
1: And it kind of needed to happen to, to, like to show story a story thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like the first moment where he admitted to a friend that he was like pretty depressed. Yeah. And that was like a pivotal thing, and reading it in his voice was fine. But I don't know. Maybe because I knew all of that coming into it, um, it didn't really move me emotionally and i cry on almost every movie on the flight like it so, doesn't matter what it is yeah i, 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 I just don't
0: i just don't i don't know man it's like i think he was he was a very entertaining talented guy but like i you eat noodles like i'm not gonna cry about a guy who eats noodles <laughs> and like drinks beer with famous people it's not it, it's just like it's entertainment and he's he's great and it's i like the books a lot i've read them all i like the show it's great mm-hmm. it, it's you know but it's like i can't emotionally respond to that Mm -hmm. like that's not emotional to me
1: yeah no 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 i agree i and for some maybe enough time had passed that i didn't it didn't emotionally move me either i think the only thing i took away from it is that david chang is even more of a douchebag than i realized like he was the one like out of all the 20 people they interviewed he found ways to make it about himself of course oh I just don't I don't
0: need I mean I'll probably watch it at some point but I just don't it doesn't interest me and I think that the way we have I mean he he was on a pedestal like no one I've it's insane like Mm -hmm. he was so across the board like this guy's a genius
1: oh I mean like everyone from a a little kid to like my mom to you know my girlfriend's mom like it was obsessed with him
0: I just think like willingness to travel to eat food is not I can't call you a genius
1: i don't know if anyone's necessarily calling him a genius Mm, i think that the the way people treat him
0: is pretty wild When you think about what he actually did,
1: it's true. But because in that world, there's only, he was the only person. I mean, he's the coolest guy to ever do it, no question. Coolest guy to ever do it, but it's also a little like, mm, it's not, it's like you and Emeril and Guy Fieri. Like, it's not really the competition. I mean, I think, battles of history aren't. But it's like
0: he did drugs and shit. He made it cooler than it ever had been. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's why he's a legend. And I agree that he's a legend. I think he's an all-timer as far as, like, entertainers go. Mm-hmm. But that's what he is. You know, he's not, it's, it's not like he's, like, the poet yeah. laureate of the United States or mm-hmm. he really, you know, uh, instigated something so important. It was like a CNN show.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. It's true. And I, I think that, like, whenever I see those people where, like, the beginning part of someone's life has some sort of issue in it or whatever, and then when they get older and find fame and success and money, then they go into like a crazy mode um, where they don't really know how to act yeah. and they kind of go off the rails. Like I, I would, I used to call it like like dead mouse syndrome yeah. because you know, I would see all these DJ people who spend their whole life in their their mom's basement twiddling knobs and making music you know incel bros they got no chicks they got no swag whatever
0: overnight they're and then rich. and
1: then they're 28 and they they have ferraris and they don't know how to handle anything but, but but like with bourdain i think he's been like a hot guy his whole life he's been doing drugs and getting his yeah. dick sucked for like his whole he, life but i learned in the movie he was married to his first wife i think for almost 30 years yeah, yeah. so like when he was like a young 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 person he was already married and then they divorced when he was like in his fifties, mm. and then at that point he was like I'm fucking everything. Mm. Like any one, anytime a woman is a guest on my show, I'm gonna have dinner with but them. Do you think he's and ha- then I'm fucking them in three hours. The
0: real question is that he hit Padma though. Uh, in an ultimate
1: in an ultimate food
0: uh, showdown.
1: I don't think he I don't think he hit Padma. I think maybe they had different crossovers with their relationships or things like that. Yeah,
0: there was no time.
1: Yeah, the way, you know, ships in the night, the way mm-hmm. it lines up sometimes mm-hmm. is the way it doesn't line up. We've all been stung by that one, haven't we? But the, like, the one time I ever saw Bourdain, I probably talked about this before, but the one time I actually saw him IRL and like said hi to him was he was having a dinner with Nigella Lawson and who is probably a little bit more sexy than Padma as a term in terms of mm-hmm. top tier food. Where, hotels.
0: Where was this?
1: This was at um Toimec.
0: Okay. So you were at dinner and they were at dinner.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I Cameras was at, or
0: he was they were just out to dinner. No, they were just out to dinner. Just the two of them.
1: Just the two of them. So it had like date slash old friends catching up vibe. Mm-hmm. Like I was there, I was probably having like a birthday dinner or something like that. And Toimec, it it's closed now, but it's where uh Petite Tois is mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And it was like a, a tasting mini restaurant with like ten seats in it, and it was good. Even though I don't like Ludo very much, but there's some other people there, and then uh, and then Bourdain, and that was when I was like peak Bourdain, Stan, and and I've also been wanting to have sex with Nigella Lawson ever since I was a kid. This is a big. This is TV. a big.
0: This was a a Grail couple. It was for a Grail TJ.
1: moment, but it was also heartbreaking because it was like my man Bourdain. Oh man, you're probably gonna have sex with he's Nigella. definitely hitting, yeah like so it was was bittersweet not unlike the the melon and chorizo offering from from that (laughs) night (laughs) so what did you what did you just say we like he got up and like i was i was walking to the bathroom when he was coming out of the bathroom and i saw him and i was like i I was shooketh yeah and then i just kind of said like hey man you know big fan of something like that and he's like yeah yeah thanks and then that was it it was just like over sure. in 2 seconds.
0: Yeah. I mean I you know, it, it's it's the best thing you can do for your career is die. It's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, it's historically just, you know, it's it's incredible. Like it really is. Like dying young is truly the best thing you can do, but dying is second best.
1: Yeah, and I guess dying in a cool way
0: you know, well, I mean, when you die young, you have less time to fuck up the legacy. Like Amy Winehouse would have put out garbage music at some mm. point because you just do. That's just what happens. Like mm-hmm. no one puts out consistently great records forever. It just—it's not what happens.
1: When, when the Stones are playing Dodger Stadium, no one's screaming out, "Play something off the new one." Yeah, no, a hundred percent. So it's like it's that kind of thing. But like Bourdain, I mean, he was—he was probably close to sixty. Other than Clint Eastwood, not yeah, many
0: people. Yeah, that guy. I mean, when I see Clint Eastwood, <laughs> Grant Torino! play Grant Torino one more time.
1: Not a lot of people can be that pro. Prolifically proficient. Well, I
0: think acting is different because it's a little bit like you're able to de- work depend on other people for the actual creativity, if need be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can show up and get you can get a great part, and and that's it. Whereas music, especially like a band, you know, I think people. I mean, I guess you hire writers. It's similar, but mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? It's like a little. It feels different to me.
1: You hire writers, lighting guys. Mm. Uh, What's it called? The gun wrangler person. You get one of those. Mm. First AD. The armor.
0: Yeah, I. I mean, this this Baldwin shit is really. I, I don't think that. Um, I think it's gonna fuck him up.
1: It, well, it's obviously gonna fuck him up, but in what way? I think know, like emotionally, that, mentally. I think financially. He's, well,
0: I mean, I just think the uh, career
1: is over. No,
0: I don't think the career is over because this <clears throat> this guy's had some. I mean this. It's like clearly an accident. Like, there's no question; it's an accident. But I think this guy's been had so many ups and downs in his career. I mean, bro, when he, I mean, he called the daughter and called her fat on the voicemail. Mm-hmm. That's some people think that's worse than this. You know what I mean? Like, a hundred percent. So it's like
1: ungrateful little
0: pig. Yeah, it's. I mean, he's a legend for that, honestly. But yeah. like, he's done. He's had so much wild shit happen to him, and ha- his career's been so up and down. Mm-hmm. Like beating up paparazzi, calling the daughter. Obviously, this is like the actual event is worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think the circumstances are better. Uh-huh. uh-huh. If that makes sense.
1: Right. Uh, worse to kill somebody, obviously it's an accident, but you know, versus the premeditated calling your daughter a fat little ungrateful pig or but something. But this is like what
0: that. I was saying I, I don't remember, but I think that I think that the the thing about this and this is historically true, you know, if if you look back with with anything that happens to celebrities like this, if this happened in l a it's happening in Santa Fe, New Mexico. these mm-hmm. cops got nothing else to fucking do. Mm. the press is there, everybody's fucking swarming these fargo like hundred percent these guys are fucking loving it. you know the chief mm-hmm. of police in santa fe get and he's getting camera time, so they're gonna milk this shit for as long as they can and he's and he's also a sober guy, and I think people are like, oh this is not <laughs> This is not great. You're gonna reach for the the Jack D when you kill somebody by accident. You're getting fucking just flamed in the press constantly. But luckily, I think that the real responsibility falls on these other people, and they're getting flamed as well. But it just it's different because no one knows who the fuck they are.
1: No, I think you're right about because yeah, whoever like all the the Santa Fe police. Every morning they got a reason to wake up. Now, hundred percent. Yeah, before it's just like yeah.
0: Uh, harassing harassing more native people and trying to steal their land is not you know luckily now they have something else to focus on you know they have something better to do besides you know trouble m- at the Cinnabon yeah getting meth off the streets you know but yeah, Santa Fe is a nice place Santa Fe is beautiful but I, I think or maybe Albuquerque it's, it's one or the other Albuquerque is shittier for yeah sure. Albuquerque is a shithole but I think that the the that is a, a, a big par- shithole that is a big part of this whole thing though is like if, if something happens in a small town and it has like a hollywood connection the story's tale is much longer mm-hmm. because the the people there have nothing else to do
1: yeah if this was on the universal lot here in la just just a couple blocks away from where tj lives mm-hmm. it'd be like hey someone got shot today in la and they're like what yeah okay cool got it yeah 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 uh, yeah it's like again in 1 hour okay
0: yeah, cool cut you know, i got Did, I got parking? did you guys give me a parking <laughs> pass on the lot
1: cuz i'm here i'm here for 2 weeks
0: yeah i i think that the i
1: think so that- no vegetarian pizza at all <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's fine.
0: Ellen. Ellen parked her fucking Tesla in my spot. I'm the fucking director. Uh, but the the um that story's not going to go away anytime soon. But it's 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 pretty crazy that something like that can happen.
1: So I, I, he's not going to get jail time. No, I no, don't no. think he will. There there will be some type of civil suit. The insurance will pay the family yeah. of this person out a fuck ton of money. It'll kind of fizzle out. But what I when we were riding in the car with Peter, yeah, our cocaine lord, <laughs> cocaine lord and savior, I, we were we were talking about this, and he's like, yeah, you know, it's crazy, blah blah. And I I was predicting like, well, if his career, like, obviously, no one's gonna want to touch him for, you know, potentially ever. Like, he there's a good chance he won't ever be cast in another thing again.
0: I disagree, but go on.
1: Um, obviously, if it does happen it's going to be a certain amount of time sure, until it happens sure. but i was predicting or maybe not predicting not hoping because i don't you know hope anything positive to happen to alec baldwin but well, Oh, that's, that's shitty i'm i'm thinking or i'm calling willing it into the world for tarantino's last final flick mm-hmm. he he pulls out his old friend alec baldwin are they friends? Do we know if they're <laughs> I, friends? Okay. I don't know if they're friends. That's
0: just your, this is your fantasy. But I,
1: I think that Quentin Tarantino has a little, like obviously he brought um, Ter- uh, Travolta back and put him into Pulp Fiction, which kind of revitalized his career. And I think he's- He's got a track record. He's got a track record of sort of throwing a life vest to you know some old legends who are maybe out to sea for whatever reason. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm sure John Travolta has done much worse things than shoot somebody in the face on accident um
0: i think that i think that tarantino is just um i think that's a maybe a challenge for him
1: he le- he's a challenge he's a contrarian and he's yeah. an instigator and he likes to kind of stir the pot and i think that he's going to cast alec baldwin in the role of a lifetime in maybe you know four and a half years from now that's why bring him back we're not going to welcome him with open arms and a kiss on the cheek but Baldwin will be sort of okay.
0: We'll give you the role, and that's what we're going to do when we have Sean Handy on this podcast. It's a kind of a similar... You know, it's like, look, man, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're you're down bad, but how long gone? We're contrarians. We want to... You know, take the floor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Sean... You're down bad. <laughs> I hear a lot of these people don't like you too much. We're going to change that. To yeah, that. he's
0: like, well, yeah, I'm rich and beloved by people that are stupid, but your 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 listeners don't like me at all.
1: Gotta hear both sides. Yeah, of course. You know, I, I think fuck. Uh, what's his name? Um, Bill Maher is probably the only one who really does that nowadays. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for I have sure. somebody on who's like terrible. No, no, no. Just just to hear. Just I mean, I to think he him, also has people on that are
0: terrible, also to fuck with him a little bit. I mean, I think he's like, I'll just argue with your ass for three minutes. I don't give a fuck.
1: True, but sometimes they they'll they'll beat him oh, yeah, in for the sure. argument and i like that he takes that risk cuz you can be a piece of shit and be good at arguing
0: uh yeah my name is chris black um <laughs> you know i'm pretty good at arguing i, I don't know i
1: don't want to give this one to you but i'm going to have to <laughs> i hate you as a person <laughs> well let's uh let's let's close things out with there was a couple people spotted at my old haunting grounds not scary farm. Woo! <laughs> A place that i hate i i don't you, you don't like halloween at all i hate going to whenever an amusement park gets turned into a haunted thing
0: yes so don't you know don't, you're you not a haunted hayride type cat
1: i'm not a hayride girl i'm not a scary farm girl are you talking
0: about kim kardashian and and pete davidson on at knott's berry farm community dick davidson community Di- bro if he's piping kim k this man just is, is solidifying legend status he really is you think he hitting I'm, i think he hit
2: could you imagine?
0: I mean, I think that I—I I honestly, I think what's happening is Courtney's so happy with Barker, and I think it's making the whole family be like, "Damn, white guys might be cooler than we thought."
1: Let me get you a spindly, tatted-up white boy. Like, does any? Okay, I'm done with these basketball players, yeah, rappers, socialites, rappers, billionaires, whatever. Uh-huh. Let me get a guy. Who's 98 pounds soaking wet, Uh 75 different tattoos. Mm -hmm. Bad tattoos. Drug problem. Emotional problem. Uh You know. But famous.
0: But famous. Mm -hmm. So are you saying that it's...
1: Inept in every way. Are you saying that it's a good time to be a tall, white, tatted up bro? I mean, what do they say? Uh, uh, A broken clock is right twice (laughs) twice a day.
0: (laughs) I mean... I think that the Travis Barker, Kourtney Kardashian love is real. I also think it's cool that he piped Kim first back in the day.
1: That's right. So he only has one more Kardashian. He ain't.
0: No one's climbing Mount Court. I mean, Mount Mount Chloe.
1: Mount Chloe. I'm the only one,
0: bro. You you get up there and you be you be. You, I'm a Chloe chaser. Your dick would be frostbit
1: <laughs> like our boy. <laughs> Chloe had a sweet spot before she had too much work.
0: No, Chloe looks insane, but I don't think Chloe could ever. Could she ever? Mount who, Would she date like? I mean, could she date Lil Hoodie? I mean, like, is that possible?
1: I think I'm the only one who can handle her because you got versa. basketball
0: height, but you're a tatted up white boy.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I could, I could talk her talk, you know.
0: Yeah, you put can. on a, You'd put on a skin tight pair of Good Americans. And take the, <laughs> take the Nissan down to fucking Calabasas.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, no, I, I got it. I got it. No, it's it's Arwane. I can get this. You know, Chloe, Chloe's Chloe. And not a lot of people get her. And I Chloe's think I gonna clo. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, I think we just get each other.
0: Yeah, it was. It, I mean, people but, are salivating <laughs> at that, but I, I
1: don't. I mean, you know, I think. So what is it about Pete? What did he sign a deal with the devil? I is think- it some type of like nine eleven thing with his dad? They're like. Like every hot woman, they're like, hey, sorry. Honestly, the government is forcing you to fuck this guy. It
0: must be, there must be some sort of charm that he turns on when it's go time that men don't have access to. Like that, that, as a person who spent time with him, I wasn't busting down for him. You know, no, he didn't because no. he ain't gonna turn it on for me. But if it's Margaret Qualley, if it's fucking Kim the Tom Kardashian, Brown,
1: skirts stayed on when he was. Yeah, unfortunately, I
0: was ready to fucking let the cheeks flap for Pete. I want to see what all the hype was about. He's
1: fucked everyone at this point.
0: Why so not? What, Why not
1: me? We need to figure it out. Like, the, like there's all these true crime investigative podcasts. If you
0: okay? If you, we need
1: to get to the bottom
0: if, of this. If you've had sex with Pete Davidson, let Jason know.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if you or someone you know <laughs> has. Has been has had that long but probably thin dick <laughs> inside of you, and it probably has a tattoo of something right at the base that mm. is unavoidable. Like a, has a, he might have a "you're welcome" above the dick tat. I mean, is that better or worse than what I was thinking? Which is like a ninja turtle face or something like that. Like- worse, worse. <laughs> but that's bad. At least a ninja turtle face would
0: feel right considering the other ink. Uh-huh. But I mean, Ariana Grande, if you are listening to this podcast, you know. Let Jason know.
1: I know that more and more celebs are listening to us every week. I don't know if we're on the Grande level just yet, but that's where it began. Do you
0: think? Do you think Grande's ever listened to a podcast? Oh, do you think? So? Do you think she listened to Daily once to feel smart? No. Okay. No.
1: If she's listened to a pod, it's not the Daily. It was probably some true crime shit.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I guess that. Yeah, she's
0: definitely listened to season one of Serial.
1: <laughs> yes, but maybe it's because. I think at a certain time, Ariana Grande was the girl, like every school or every friend group or every whatever has that one girl who's just like this tiny little hot thing that everyone wants to fuck and they're all, they all everyone like hates the Ariana Grande of their friend group or of their school or of yeah, their workplace sure. or whatever, you know, for whatever reason. So the guy that fucked her first, everyone wants to climb that mountain to make them feel like, Good they're point. on that same level. And, you know,
0: Grande, after, after Pete, Grande went quiet, bro. She got married to some real estate agent. Like, I know. the ponytail's still high, but the, the,
1: the chart ain't. Or maybe if, okay, because of that, another speculation, <laughs> if everyone is thinking, like, I keep fucking these guys, I, I keep messing with these fast ass, you know, rappers, ballers, uh-huh. you know, these people who are going to cheat on me, let me down, whatever yeah. it is. And I can't. It's it's a cycle that I can't stop. I can't get off yeah. the merry-go-round. Yeah. A lot of people will say, you know, like self-help type of shit. You know, if you're if you're on a plane and it's flying and you can't control it anymore, sometimes you gotta grab grab the controls and you gotta nose dive yeah. it into the ground. You have and to kill it. So, so, so nose into
0: the ground for celebrities is dating regular guys.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> so I'm saying that sometimes if you're on that carousel that you can't get off yeah. of fucking these these shitty guys, uh-huh. these rappers and ballers and and people that are doing bad stuff to you, you have to fuck Pete Davidson and then the curse is broken oh. and you can stop and then you could finally meet some some lawyer or whatever it yeah. is. Get married, settle down and stop the insanity. Mm. It's sort of like um you know, sucking the sucking the poison out of when you get bitten by a mm. snake or you got to cauterize the wound. You yeah. get burned and you got to light That's it up Pete. close it up. That's what like Pete is. Drastic measures yeah. that, you know, you have to amputee a leg before the gangrene infects your whole body.
0: I mean, I think there's some truth to that. I also think, though, his leeches.
1: Pete is the leeches in, in the depression. His track area. record.
0: We need to look into this a little more because I bet there's a track record of him. Being the last famous guy before women marry, like a nice normal guy, mm-hmm. I'm sure he's got more than Ariana Grande. there's <laughs>
1: there's hundreds we don't know about. I'm gonna say, okay, Pete Davidson is the chemotherapy <laughs> of of white of of dick. It's like this is good. like the next three months. I'm not gonna bullshit you. They're gonna suck. You're gonna lose your hair. You're gonna have you know. You're gonna be tired, sore all day. But when we're done, hopefully, we'll, the cancer will be out we'll, of your we'll system. We'll be gone.
0: We'll be gone. You and then won't then you,
1: have to fuck young Dolph anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan Thompson
0: is not going to get you pregnant again <laughs> if you let Pete dick you down.
1: You won't have to respond to the guy from All American Rejects texting you at 3 in the morning anymore. That's Don't gone. talk about
0: Tyson like that. That's a legend. Yeah, uh, you're right. We do have some, <laughs> we do have some uh, good podcasts coming up this week.
1: Is that right? Who do we got? Well, first of all, when we get into that, we we're coming to the end of our of our North American tour. I'm on a
0: world tour at TJ, my man, and it's
1: it's finishing and now, up. And now we're we now we're about to infect the Pacific Northwest. We're pa- visiting Pack Northwest. We're going to be up in Seattle uh, with friends of the show, Enum Claw. Enum
0: Claw, Jason, and I are packing all of our Arterics. If it's not raining, I'm going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got
1: San Francisco at the Independent.
0: Yeah, our, our boy uh, Jonah from Blackbird Spy Plane will be joining us uh, for that on stage to talk about how he can live in Oakland and still be a successful, normal person. Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: that show, my life partner and her family are going to be in that show. So, San Francisco, please buy tickets so it looks like I'm doing better with. My life than I am.
0: I would prefer you not. I'll, I'll, you know, I honestly, this is the one time I would say don't buy a ticket. Uh, and then <laughs> we're coming to uh, the lodge room in Los Angeles after that. Uh, and um, then we finish up in Chicago, Chicago. baby.
1: Chicago's sold out. Uh, if you live in LA and you haven't got a ticket left, it's, it's close. There's it's, only a few left. It's probably like 10 tickets left. So, so cop those soon. And then we'll be having a pre party for that show downstairs at Burger Lords. We'll be doing. Uh, a bunch of beer and wine and stuff from Homage, which is a, a very cool brewery here in L.A. and Chinatown. And then we'll be doing some vegan Bacon Western cheeseburgers a la Carl's Jr. or Hardee's.
0: Yeah, yeah. I have nothing to do with that, but I'll see you guys there. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, we finished. They have Sh- water. Uh, they have water there. We finished at, at Shuba's in Chicago, a legendary venue. Alkaline Trio is unfortunately unavailable, um, mm-hmm. but we've we've made other arrangements. We'll We'll put all those flyers up this week. Um, And then on the podcast this week, I'm very excited. We are talking to Penny Martin, the editor-in-chief of The Gentlewoman, uh, arguably the best magazine still going. um, And that will be up midweek. And uh, we'll just go from there. On
1: Friday, Penny Marshall, star of stage (laughs) and screen.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's Penny Week on how long gone. (laughs) Uh, But um, no, honestly, the tour has been amazing. We're ready to finish it up. I think it's going to be a nice little run here. Uh, It'll be nice to do another hometown show in L.A um mm-hmm. and uh and
1: if you came out to the show so far thank you so much even the people in Denver yeah, we even love the people you. in
0: Denver who hate us thank you for buying a ticket thank you for coming uh <laughs> we will be putting up one more final uh big merch item uh on the 9th the uh, November 9th the last show we're gonna bless you mm. bless you international listeners and people who couldn't make it out uh f- with with a little something
1: Santa Claus might be bringing some merch around all right
0: um we're gonna go uh trace uh, you know, Pete Davidson's dick game for the next couple hours. Mm-hmm. So, it's uh, going to
1: be that meme of the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. There's going to be a dry erase board and there's going to be a bunch of pictures of different hotties. And I'm going <laughs> to connect it yeah, to pre and win. post Pete, Pete dick. Yeah. Could be honest something. I know a lot of people, uh, New York Times, New Yorker, if you go, if you want this scoop on this, maybe the Atlantic, I don't know. Yeah, you can talk to us. My DMs are always open. My signal's always open.
0: Yeah, hit Jason on signal. <laughs> TJ at signal.com. Uh, thank you guys uh, for listening more podcasts soon and we will see you uh, next week in Seattle Los Angeles San Francisco and Chicago good night
2: Hey, don't play with me play with your bitch let's go don't play with me don't do that Play with, your bitch. Play with your bitch Young nigga on some multi-million dollar shit Fur coat, half a million worth of ice on up like a nigga, cut the Christmas lights on Shining. Why the fuck do you be so fresh, dawg? Why you keep your foot on these niggas' neck, dawg? <laughs> <laughs> Cause we at the top, but we really from the bottom Tell that pussy fuck em, and that's how I feel about em Heard your intro, your last two mistakes Both of them I hear you slick dissing, but that shit line. That shit All that make believe rapping about cocaine. The fuck out of her. Don't play with me, it, you a whole mind. Hey, you went from my biggest fan to my biggest hater, Facts. begging me to sign with you, but I had too much paper, still that same nigga that used to front your big brother, Facts. found out he a bitch, too, now I call him your big sister, bitch. you still that same nigga that was beefing with a type, but you though. I cannot take you serious, right. they said them pussy niggas on your team earn your draw, what? they say you make them pussy ass niggas call you boss, no. but they can't call you king, cause that's dope, hey. I can't drink out. That two liter. Why? Because that's Ralph. Oh, up. Uh, the street are new 488 hey, came with us. A-